Underachievers, the only sports podcast in the world. I'm one of your hosts, Max McCoy, and joining me as always, he is slowly evolving away from tennis. It's Jason Waterfalls. Is this a Serena comment? This is a Serena comment. You, She's, he, she is uh, evolving away from tennis. You are also, have you, you used to be a big tennis guy. Am, am I right? I mean, I don't know. Like tennis watching or tennis playing? Playing. I feel like you would challenge people from time to time. I'm like, want to play that. <laughs> I feel Am like I wrong. People, I mean, I feel like people that uh, know me might love that you're saying I just challenge people from time to time and just take out the context of tennis because yeah, that definitely happened quite a bit. So, well, I'm saying like you would be walking downtown in like downtown Indianapolis, you'd have your racket out and you'd have a tennis ball and you'd be like, you toss somebody a racket, and be like, are we doing this? <laughs> no. And they, sometimes they would do it, sometimes they wouldn't. But like you've played like people like just like recreationally. Oh and, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, uh, that's uh, my issue with tennis always and forever is. Uh, I, this is why I prefer racquetball. I like the walls because it keeps the ball like around me instead of I got to walk and go get the ball because I didn't hit it in between the lines. I just, I don't like the setup of tennis. I don't think like, we've talked about any racquetball. First of all, Serena, um, I didn't know that that was like a quote, but good for her. She's the best of all time. She's the goat and I'm happy for her and her next evolution. But uh, let's talk about racquetball for a second. Have we ever talked about racquetball? Uh, you and I uh, on here on I don't this? Think we have. This feed? I don't think we no, we have not. Epic battles. No, we have not. Epic battles back in the day. <laughs> I don't remember. Was that like circa t- 2002, 2003 at the Y? I feel yeah. like. That was way those back were some, when. Those were some days. And I'm convinced. I don't even know if we we're playing by the rules. But it was broadly like, you can't bounce twice or that's a point. You know? Yeah, we, we played by our rules. I don't know about. <laughs> I think we, we played like the wall rules, whatever they were. But man, we sure. used to play a lot of racquetball. You know, and amazingly. We played a lot of competitive racquetball, and that never created, that I remember, any tension between us. Now, fantasy football did, of course, as as, it, true. as as one does, but never racquetball. We're, when we're like literally running into each other and hitting each other in the back of the heads with the ball, ball and and no problems ever came from it. So, shout out racquetball, I guess. Racquetball doesn't get enough credit. I love racquetball so much. I don't even care about winning. I just, I love the exercise that I get from it. That's all I'm looking for at this point. If I could be distracted by exercising, you know, not just well, running. That's what I'm. Wanting. And you're so strong, you could flick your wrist, and it'd be like bounce off front wall, back wall, front wall, back wall, and I'm just like chasing it back and forth like a <laughs> chicken with my head cut off. So that's also the best part is you can just absolutely freaking slam a racquetball, and it's not going 100 yards. It's going to stay within 20 feet of you. And yes, I, and I just that, and I, that's I what you're that. explaining about the difference to tennis because sometimes mm-hmm. if you accidentally unload on one in tennis, it's seven courts over, you know, and then you have to go chase it down. Not doing that. I'm not getting, I'm not getting that. I just want to say kudos to Serena too, because obviously she's an all time great go out on your own terms, but I love, I've never, I'm surprised no one's done this where she's like, I'm evolving towards, or I'm sorry, I'm evolving away from tennis. So she's not like after this U S open, I'm out. It could be, she could like hang around for a little bit. She could uh, retire after her, like her first set. I love it. Like keep the <laughs> eyes on you and keep it like, just if you wake up and you're like, I think I'm ready to retire. You can do that instead of what Tom Brady did. Where he wasn't ready to retire. And then he had done retire. I just like, that's expert level retirement. So good Wow. You just gave kudos to Serena while taking a shot at Tom Brady. Look at you evolving hey. away from Tom Brady. Is what it is. And if we found out like Serena was actually going to become the Dolphins quarterback or co-owner or something, I will retract all that. But, um, you know, I think it's good. Do you she think already, she already is a Dolphins owner? Oh, yeah, you're right. She is. I'm sorry. <laughs> if she's going to be like a uh, quarterback, if she was retiring to become quarterback of the Dolphins, It'd be incredible. then I'll be like cut to Tua giving us gym face. If if I gave you 100 chances to return. No, one, zero. <laughs> me too. Like there's some things <laughs> I feel like I could do, you know, like I feel like if I played 36 holes with a professional golfer 
one of my drives could be used, you know? Right. O- only one. I could get that once. But I, I think if you gave me a thousand chances to, to return a Serena serve, I don't think it's happening. Maybe like on a hundred, my, my real question would be, my real thought is on a hundred Serena serves and, and mm-hmm. she might have to go to a second serve, right? Because mm-hmm. even against top talent, I think she's going to slow down that first serve and mm-hmm. probably put it in play every time. And that's still going to be too fast for me. Like at this point, I'm wondering if I even get my racket on it, you know, because if, if I go to the inside, she's going to, she's just going to floor it to the outside. And, and exactly. I, I don't even know, like maybe I'm saying maybe seven out of a hundred. I even get my racket on. Oh, wow. Okay. See, I'm that's, that was kind of my only counterpoint would be um, if she hits it and it ricochets off my head or my body over the net. <laughs> Would that count? That could happen. <laughs> if it hits me right in the forehead, I fall back, right? It goes straight up in the air. It yeah. comes down and it lands on my racket that's laying next to me. Does that count? That's a win. Okay. That's, that's, that is well, a then maybe eight serve, or nine. So congratulations. <laughs> uh, the over underachievers of this show intended to consider news in the sports world of the prism of overs and unders. However, from time to time, we do discuss and devolve into conversations about grills, TVs, dad stuff, and the occasional wager. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, man. It's a great day. It's a great week. We got a lot of rain. Didn't have to run the sprinklers as much. You know, just doing all the landscaping like uh, like we were talking about before we started recording. It's just uh, good times. What about what about yourself? You uh, you had a nice little AUA the other night, huh? Listen, people are like, "Is he alive?" Your boy hydrates like a friggin' camel. Okay, <laughs> so that I get the buzz right, but I don't get the next day hangover because I've hit. I'm like. Uh, I've eaten like a like a whole thing like a loaf of bread, and I've uh, had like sixteen gallons of water. So it really just blows off me. So I'm good to go. I'm ready to go. I can give you the basic answer and be like, I'm doing great, or I can give you the real answer. Which one do you want? I want the real answer. Let's hear it. I I don't know how I'm doing. We you know uh, Ashley and I got away with the kids for her birthday. Went to Orange Beach. Talked about it in the episode for the podcast this week. Um, I'm twenty eight percent sure she got COVID at some point. So we're waiting for those test results. So I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried about that. And I know where we got it because our kids talked us into going to uh, do go-karts, you know, go-kart racing in Orange Beach, Alabama. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's exactly what you think it is. Uh, <laughs> it's and, not Orange County, the OC? No, it's not. It's a very different populace. And how, when was the last time you've ridden go-karts? Like ever? Um, actually, a couple of weeks ago at Myrtle Beach. Okay. Did you, you, you do it by yourself or do you with the kids? With the kids and against the father-in-law on the bigger track and the brother-in-law as well. Love I, it. Okay. I won. I won. Did you get course. spun out? Did anybody hit you and strike? Yes, you? and I have video of it. I was I was wearing my GoPro on my chest, and Whoa, I've got that's video. A, oh my gosh! Hold on. Stop. <laughs> Respect the dadness of that statement and that move. <laughs> and and you know what? I would have never known about it. Like you, you weren't bragging about it, right? You were just like, oh, by the way, I did wear a GoPro. You didn't start the, like last week's episode with that. So kudos to you. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- that was the first time I've been go-karting in a very long time. And we were doing the small track with the kids, then the medium track with also the kids, but they had to be in like a two-seater type situation. Yeah. And then we went and did the big track, uh, just the father-in-law, brother-in-law and I. Okay. So were you racing just them or were you racing Everybody. Everybody. Okay. Uh, strangers, um, you mean, when you say everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I went with Marlo. So she rode with me. And then uh, my, two t- my other two kids, they drove by themselves, right? Singles. And m- my move was uh, because uh, I don't know if you've seen There Will Be Blood recently, but you know that scene when Daniel Plainview's like, I have a competition inside of me. <laughs> and it's like, that's that's me. And I don't want it to get out because it's ugly and I don't like it. So I'm like, I'm going to stay 
right, far right side, technically the slow lane, if you're applying this to interstate, right? Far right side. And I'm just going to do my track and let everyone go around me. I'm not, I'm not racing anybody. I'm not trying to win. Okay. I'm trying Marlo to have a good time. Me to have a good time. Not to get in a screaming match with anybody. I'm so nervous where this is headed. <laughs> I get struck. Okay. And I get struck from behind and I start to spin and the guy hits me again. Okay. T-bone style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we come to a, a stop. If you're that guy who hit me, what do you do? What's your move? Give you your spot back. I mean, that's what they do in F1, you know? So you're saying you don't point in my face and laugh? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the stranger did? did? When you're that's in a double did. with your daughter? Yeah, he's in a double with his very skanky girlfriend. I'm sorry. That's just what it is. Why and are you in a double with a, another adult? I don't. That's a good question. I don't know because they felt very crammed, but it took everything within me not to respond or to fire back. And I was like, hey, man, you know what? You guys just go ahead. We're just trying to have a good time. And he laughed at me again because that's a ridiculous thing to say, I guess, in Orange Beach, Wait, wait. Alabama. You said this out loud? Yeah, I was like, "Hey, man, why are these, you go ahead? are these bumper cars? Are these the slowest go karts on the planet? You all are just having conversation." What? We're stopped. He spun me out. And oh, he I got you, me, got you. And we gotcha. came to a halt on the track. So I'm waiting on the 13 year old um, to get there to help, like rearrange the situation. So it was a, it was a fairly <laughs> traumatic experience. So I almost got in a fight. Marlo almost died. Ashley probably has COVID. So that's how my <laughs> week went. So I'm doing great, man. I'm sorry doing to laugh, great. but like the things that we're discussing here are not on the same level. But I yeah. appreciate that, that that they're all just as upsetting to you. And I love that passion about it. I'm glad you had fun with your GoPro, though. So congratulations <laughs> to you on that. I'm so excited. Maybe maybe the listeners can get a sneak preview on that, on that footage. <laughs> um, okay. Speaking of somebody who I feel like their heart needs a GoPro, um, let's talk about Kevin Durant in this uh, ding-dang trade ultimatum. Just when I think we've gotten to a, a nice settling weight of like conflict, and this will probably like ease its way out, the game gets changed a little bit. And uh, so it changed uh, last week when Kevin Durant said, so basically Josiah, owner of the Nets, uh, it is, Sean, uh, I'm sorry, it's uh, Steve Nash as coach, or it's me as your player. And, and what do you want to do about that? That's a, that's a move I don't think he's qualified to make. And I don't understand why it's gotten to this point. But when you heard this news, were you surprised or were you like, yeah, this feels right? I, I was surprised. I, I'm overreacting to this because at, at first when we knew about Kevin Durant request, requesting a trade, there were, I'll say, unsubstantiated rumors that he wanted the coach and GM out, of which, right. to our knowledge, KD picked Steve Nash, or at least yeah. signed off on it as coach. According to my sources, he did. I can confirm that. So, thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. I didn't know if your sources were in on this one. But then yeah. now, so that was unsubstantiated, but it was rumors, whatever, right? So even though your sources confirmed it. But now it seems like there was some kind of a double down and Kevin's team has released um, or leaked whatever to the point where Joe Asai went on Twitter and was like, I stand behind my management team. Mm-hmm. So there, that clearly was like directly said. And what is the play here? You want to stay with Kyrie, but try a third coach? Like, Because the other coach, Kenny Atkinson, was a good coach. And he needed to go so you could come. And now uh, he's won a title with Golden State Warriors and everyone loves him. I don't, that's the thing. It's like, I don't understand why it is playing out like this. Because even in the articulation of the conversation between Josiah and Kevin Durant, it was like, it was very amicable. They went to a melting pot. They uh, make sure they shared uh, turns on the cheese bowl so they could all get like a good blend of bread and meat. You a fondue Um, guy? just... I'm not honestly. Th- honestly, I made that metaphor having never been into melting pot in my life. Have you ever Isn't done fondue, even at home or anywhere? 
someone tried to make me at like a small group, but I was like, I'm just not going to eat. You know what? Look, this is such a power move and I'm not, I don't even care. Whenever we go to Bible study or small groups, I don't eat the food. Okay. I don't do that because I know they're trying to like get me emotionally invested in the situation. I will get there if the material says I get there. Okay. You're not going to woo me. With the material the of the Bible study. Yeah. Or the content of the leader. Like, like I'm, I'm judging you on your content, bro. I'm not judging you on these reheated cinnamon rolls. Okay. So let's not pretend <laughs> that's what it is. Okay. Ridiculous. So stop doing melting pot stuff. Ridiculous. No fondue so, is incredible. You're in control of the size. You can have a couple of, of them that are medium, a couple of them that are medium rare, a couple that are rare. I mean, you can take these pieces and, and, and take them as long as you, as you want. But it's like, I, I don't want to do like a biology class or like a dissection for my meal. I just want to eat my meal. You know what I mean? I don't, it feels like if you go to a salad bar, but you only get one piece of lettuce at a time and then later you can get a crouton and later you can get an olive. Cause did you hear me? Olive, olives and salads, game changer. Went to Ruth Chris one time. They put, <laughs> I was like, is this an olive in my salad, sir? And he's like, just eat it. Okay. You redneck. And I ate it. I was like, this is incredible. Changed my life. Changed my life. I don't even know what we're talking about. No, we're talking Kevin about Durant. Kevin Durant. <laughs> but why? Like, it's, <laughs> I, fond- I just want to be like. They went to the fondue melting pot. Uh, they had a great meal at the melting pot, but they also are giving each other ultimatums, kind of, you know? And I don't know. It almost, it makes me think that Kevin Durant, it's like he wants to imitate LeBron at a distance, you know? Um, but he doesn't want to appear as cutthroat as LeBron because LeBron, I don't think he ever lets the messiness get to like the social media aspect of it. He just does it. He pre-engineers it to his detriment a lot of times because when you see how the Cavs played out, you know, in his second run there, that was uh, a team put together by the management who felt held hostage by his contract situation, right? Whereas Kevin Durant signs an extension and then starts making all these demands that he doesn't have the leverage to make. So it just feels really messy and I don't know what he thinks is going to happen here. I would say that LeBron going to Miami was as messy as KD going to the Warriors. Yeah, well, and KD uh, yeah, and KD I, the, I did the one and one and one and one for a few years. But I'm so I, I don't know that he's less cutthroat than LeBron. He might be more cutthroat than LeBron. And and I'm not trying to like split hairs, but what I mean by that is that it's so weird. Exactly to what you're saying makes it more cutthroat to me to sign the multi-year contract the four or five year contract and then do all this stuff that he's trying to do right now. Like that's, that's more cutthroat in a way to me because that's like, I want the money and the length and I'm going to do what I want as opposed to saying, Mm -hmm. I just want the one year and then I'll do what I want. And then another one year and then I'll do what I want. Okay. Maybe I don't, I don't know if it's that calculated though. I feel like right, it's it's right. almost an entitlement of well, I'm Kevin Durant. I'm like I think I'm that's the difference to LeBron. It's not as calculated. LeBron is very, very, very calculated. There you go. That's a better word. So, do you think this changes everything? Because to me, if I'm Josai, I'm like, if you're putting me in this position where I have to, I have to not give you what you want because if I do, you make me look bad. So it's like, how did you expect this to go? And it makes me wonder if this was talked about and nothing was done. So he's like, I'm going to go public with this. Or the thing I think is more likely is Kevin Durant was like, I'm just going to go double down here and put him in a weird situation and make him choose. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't, you know, because it's getting to the point now where in, you know, you and I are all for player empowerment and letting these players not get stuck on really crappy situations right that they get drafted to or they sign with and then a bunch of stuff changes but that is not what's going on here katie katie went where he wanted to go pick the coach that he wanted the player you know the other star player that he wanted actually a couple of them with 
uh, DeAndre Jordan as well, and, and then doesn't like it and isn't just requesting a trade. He's also giving the ultimatum, like you're, like you're saying, or I'll stay if this and this and this. And then what, what are they going to do? Change up the whole management structure? And then KD does this again next summer, which he's entitled to do because that's what the NBA is now. However, the situations that you that you can put yourself in, like, we're, like what we talked about, like where is he going to go that it's going to be so great? Phoenix? That owner doesn't seem like everybody's super on board with him. Miami? No. And it's like Josiah Kate, is... Jimmy's not going to put up with this KD stuff in Miami. That That's the weird thing is if... Uh, and I think he would do better. Uh, he, I think Kevin Durant would thrive. He's almost like uh, one of those people who needs the structure and needs the organization because without it, he feel he fills in the the uh, the empty spots, the blank spaces. And like uh, all of us, like coaches shouldn't be GMs, GMs shouldn't be coaches, players shouldn't be GMs. Like we're all we should all stay in our lane. And I just, I don't know, man. I think uh, the Nets have to get back as much as possible, or they have to make it so. Um, disadvantageous to trade for Kevin Durant that no one wants to do it. So I, I still think he stays with the Nets. I do too. You know? And same with Kyrie. And maybe Steve Nash is like, I'm just going to go play soccer somewhere. I don't need this. I don't really want this either. So yeah, but if um, I'm, stay, stay I'm Steve Nash, I'm sticking to my guns and I'm staying there. If he wants to be a, if he wants to be a coach, I would stay there and be like, this is ridiculous. This is not my fault. Now, did he seem to be the greatest first and second year coach? How many years has he coached there? Is it two already? It's just been two. Is that yeah. right? So he's not exactly lighting the world on fire from a coaching perspective, but you know. What a mess. What a mess. This is where I like player empowerment, but I feel like there has to be some kind of balance. There was way too much balance the other way before. Now there's too much balance players way. We need to find a middle ground. And and Katie already likes being the heel and is good at it is way better than LeBron at it. And, you know, snapping Mm -hmm. back at people on Twitter, being himself at all times. I'm not saying that's good thing for his brand all the time, but it is good thing for his consistency. Go back to Golden State. You said that a few weeks ago. That is the best situation. Clay is no longer Clay. Sorry to say that because of his injuries. It sucks, but Clay's no longer Clay. Draymond's no longer Draymond. Steph is just keeps getting better. He's incredible. Just go back to Golden State. You already did it once, so it's not going to be that big of a deal. Spoiler alert, it's going to be a huge deal. But just go back to Golden State and go win some championships with Steph. Let's do this. Let me throw this at you. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. What if he takes off a year to play for the Mets? Okay, now I'm listening. Now I'm in. I don't think I, the I've Mets need him right now, first. like like they could have when in when they were trying to get Tebow to work out to sell tickets. But yeah, okay, no, I hear you. But it's just like it'd be fun. It'd sell tickets. Um, you could put him in center field in like the ninth inning, and if there's any home runs about to go over center field, like he could just easily reach over, you know, and and uh, and rob home runs. Put I him just, on Baltimore. Like He's from the DC area. He is, but I feel like to stick it to the Nets, that's your move. To be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be on a pseudo-championship team with these guys. Oh, okay. Like, he needs to go play there right now. Exactly. Start now. Like, immediately now. I think, I don't know. Think about it, Katie. Here's what I'm saying. We need more multi-sport athletes. We need that back. That, I I just think about Bo Jackson once a week. It it just, he he was one of the highlights of my my childhood sports-wise. I I just, Dion, and following his journey, you know, I was never the biggest Dion fan, but it was just utterly incredible what he was doing. Like, we need more of that. Okay, I love what you're saying. I want to yes and that. I would like to do um, every team and every sport has to have an, a, like a multi-sport athlete on the team, okay? But uh, actually, they have to have two, okay? One who is like legit good, and then one who the fans vote and think it would just be hilarious <laughs> to have them on the team. 
and they have to get like, you know, in Little League, you have to have like one inning of play or one at bat or whatever, like just to keep it even. Like they have to have one appearance per game or like per series like or something. I Jose, fun. Jose, is that his name? Jose Altuve? Um, yes. Yeah. He has to go to the NBA and he's yeah. he's the fan vote to go to the NBA and he has to play at least 18 minutes a game. He's got to do the tip for the Rockets, and I think that it, it can even be inner, inner, inner city. I've, you know, like the like the Rockets and the Astros and all that, and the Texans, or he could play quarterback. Yes, for the inner Texans. city. I, I like that. And then if if not, if you don't have, you know, uh, we've got Colts and Pacers here, but we don't have professional baseball, so then we can go to like Cincinnati or Chicago, right? So yes, I like yes. that. I love this. I love this so much. Tom Brady playing a little goalie for the uh, Lightning. <laughs> that, that could be fun. That could be interesting. I do not think that's going to be fun catcher, for anybody you know. involved. <laughs> Um, speaking of something that sounded fun, uh, let's do Aaron Rodgers doing psychedelics. How uh, surprised were you and are you overreacting or underreacting to this news? Underreacting, completely not surprised. Uh, mm. The ayahuasca, I don't know what it is, not a drug guy, mm. but it sounds like a lot of people are taking this journey and yeah. getting involved in this and it's changing their lives. So what I want to throw out to you is, do you and I go do it and it's just content? I'm oh, into it. I'm thinking no, yes. I'm into it. You know I'm into it. I've never made uh, any bones about not wanting to do it. I watched Bill Burr's uh, stand-up special, and he talked about he did a version of that and had a terrible trip. Yeah, and was <laughs> it was pretty funny, and it made me like, oh, maybe I don't want to do that. I do not want to do it at all. There, I would be so <laughs> panicked before, during, and after. Even if it changed my life, I'd be like, am I done? Is it over? Is it still happening? Is this real? Is this not real? I- I, I don't I'm think I, I, I don't think I'm one for for the, for the drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, just like the premise is that you see God and like through the matrix of the universe, and like that sounds pretty awesome. I would like to do that. But what if you get stuck there? You know, I just remember that Madman scene with Roger Sterling's looking out a window, buck naked because he's on acid. And I'm like, I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be in that situation. And the bigger question I have, but had, to though, be fair, you love looking out windows, so isn't that kind of exactly do, what naked. you want the the pure freedom to look out a window? You're not wrong. I don't want to encumber people with my nudity at looking at windows. Does that make sense? Yes. I want to be like, whoa, what's going on there with that guy? Um, do you think you can do a person can do psychedelics and not talk about it? Okay. Is that a, a situation that can occur where you can do it and just keep it to yourself and no one has to know about it? If your name is not Aaron Rodgers, yes. Oh, see, I think I think psych- doing psychedelics is like running a full or half marathon, CrossFit, getting a new skincare routine buying a new grill, you have to post or talk about whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't grill shame here. I'm not grill shaming. I'm just saying when you get that, you have to post or talk about it. You can't just quietly get a grill or quietly get a new skincare routine or quietly run a full marathon. You or, have to or do it. or start CrossFit or get a solo stove. Like of course. We're hitting of course, hitting a lot of my core things. group of friends like directly between the eyes, but that's okay. I'm guilty of these things too. So like right. I'm right there with you. I'm just saying if a tree falls in the forest, it doesn't make a noise. If you do psychedelics, do you talk about it? Of course you do. You have to. And we just have to acknowledge that. So um, last overreaction or underreaction here. Um, I want to get your sense of fancy football. Like where are you at with fancy football? Are you in a league? Is it okay to just like do the drafts online to feel something but not be committed to them? Like, I don't know, maybe hypothetically I do. Like where are you at on it? I am in one work league. That's all I've got. I was in no leagues for a f- few years leading up to last year. Work league got me um, suckered in. And I'll tell you what, all I really care about is doing the draft. I want to figure out a business idea, TM, 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 of just doing drafts, but having some yeah. kind of a point system that every week you do a draft and it doesn't matter how the players do. 
Like, how do we score it regardless if the player even plays that week or not? Like, I, is this isn't this daily fantasy? Is yeah, that, but is that, that, that is? you draft. Da- that's what I'm saying. That that's that's the business idea here. Sharks is that that you draft daily, but then it matters what the players do on the field. You see what I'm saying? Oh, it doesn't. And daily, I've never played daily fantasy. Were you super bummed when you found out about daily fantasy? You're like, dang it, I was this close. I could be a billionaire <laughs> if I if I'd acted on that idea. <laughs> it's like in Knocked Up when they realize. The porn site that they're making oh, yeah, is actually Skin. already. <laughs> yeah. It's not because, favorite thing in the world. You know that already exists. What? <laughs> no, daily fantasy is you have a draft every day and then the, mm-hmm. the players on your team score points based on how they do in the game. Right. I want to draft. What you are saying yes. is uh-huh. that. Go on. Exactly. No, <laughs> I don't, I don't care how the players do in the game. I, I know. I know. It's blowing your mind So right what now. is it tethered to? What is it don't tethered know. to nothing? I just want to do the drafts. I don't care how they perform. What if it's just like there's a group of people on the internet who just vote on the drafts? I'm like, that guy won. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Okay. I like that. Yes. I like that. I think that's good. Yes. I, let's I do drafts every I've day never and been in a focus group. Them. I've wanted to be in a focus group. And I feel like there's a group of people who are just interested in evaluating non-intellectual things. Like, yes. I don't want to watch the CBS show and tell you it was good. I just want to be like, oh, sick. That guy got Mike Trout in like the third round. Boom. He won that draft. You know, things like that. I think that'd be fun. We yeah, there was that. a quarterback tier like uh, I saw on uh, Twitter or Instagram. I think it was Twitter. And it was like, how many beers do you would want to have with each quarter starting quarterback in the NFL? Oh, I love it. Yeah, okay. and so I got with one of my text reds, and I was like, hey, we got to redo this for each of us because it's like Russell Wilson. I'll have one beer with him. Like, mm. oh, okay. And then like other people, uh, Josh Allen, all the beers. This might be an episode idea because I like this whole idea and I like this whole format of like non-linear draft expectations. I think there could be something there. So we'll come back to that. I love it. Um, let's get to our over-unders. Uh, last week, we uh, were very um, thrilled to have Andre Three Sacks join us in the flesh to do the SEC uh, and the uh, Heisman. Uh, this week, we are going to do the AFC East, the NFC East, and the M- NFL MVP odds. Um, so, Jason, let's start. AFC East, over-unders. Uh, we've got Bet Your Life, Upset Special, uh, and then we can agree on a bad boys for life. Where's your Bet Your Life? My Bet, bet My Life is on the Patriots' Over eight and a half. Whoa. Okay. So let me let me do this uh, for context. So the Dolphins number is at nine. Patriots are at eight and a half. Bills are at eleven and a half. Jets are at five and a half. And again, uh, we're talking about do they win more or less than that number? And you're saying the Patriots are going to win more than eight and a half games. I completely disagree with you, but I need you to explain why. I understand that. Okay. Vegas is saying that the line for the Dolphins is nine. So you can push at nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the Patriots who I believe are better than the Dolphins, they have to just get to nine for me to win my over. That's a nine and eight season. You don't think the Patriots are going nine and eight this year? Do you know who their offensive coordinator is? No, they don't have an offensive coordinator. They don't have exactly. a defensive coordinator. I love it. Exactly. It's a revolution. Here, okay, look, I think this is a classic case of um, historical performance, right? Like, it's Bill Belichick. He'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Meanwhile, there are no wide receivers to speak of. They lost their best cornerback. Let him go in free agency. Their number one pick was a guard from the University of Tennessee Chattanooga, not too far from me. Um, I think this is a really bad roster. I looked up their uh, positional group ratings, and they don't have a group above 17, and that's running backs. That's the only group above 17. Everything else is in the back end of the league rankings, and except for Bel- Belichick. He's the fifth uh, highest rated head coach. And I think too much is now being put on him. 
And I just think this is a new offensive system. A lot of the early reports are that it is uh, a complete debacle right now with Mac Jones Perfect. and how they're implementing that offensive system. I think they're way under, and I'm willing I'm willing to die on that hill, honestly. Well, you and I are on opposite ends of the bet your life because you might remember that I went to UTC and I was part of a group of guys that played Halo so much and used the entire campus as our LAN that mm-hmm. they had to redo some of the firewall settings <laughs> because we were taking down the network, like in the social network, when Mark Zuckerberg hacked into all the things. And, and then he went in front of that in front of that committee and he was like, and you're welcome. And they're like, for what? <laughs> and he's like, for exposing all of these problems, right? And that was what you guys did for playing Halo. You're like, you're welcome that we played Halo. That was such a good land system that I broke my finger playing, um, I broke my pinky playing racquetball and instead of going to the hospital, I still went to go play Halo first yes. because it was such a good setup. <laughs> that's how that's how great it was. I just don't understand, like, I don't understand how they're not going to get, okay, they're playing against the Dolphins twice. They're playing against the Jets mm-hmm. twice, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's there's three or four wins right there. They're they're better than those teams. But hypothetically, what if you think the Dolphins are going to go over? And what if you think the Jets are going to go over? Well, then are they wins? I, I do know. think the Jets are going to go over for the record. But, okay, good. And And that could be our bad boys for life. Because we could clearly See, not specials, Dolphins over, Jets over. I feel really good about that. I just, I want to ask you when it's November. You have Dolphins over? Patriots. They're going to get to 10 wins. The Dolphins are going to be yeah. 10 and 7. Yeah, I have them at over. Okay. I know. Okay, I know. here's what we'll we're talk doing. about in a second. Here, here's what I want to talk to you about. When it's November and the Patriots are stuck at like three wins and you're looking at the sideline, who's calling offensive plays? It's Matt Patricia and he has a pencil in his ear and he has a laminated play sheet in front of him. Two things that don't coexist together are you gonna be like i trust this guy he's gonna eke out some wins for for your boy yeah i get it i really do get the matt patricia situation matt patricia. that's what i'm hearing okay i I'm, love I'm matt patricia under bill belichick <sighs> i mean look here's what i'm betting on eventually everything goes bad everything ends it already eventually. did yeah but but they were fine last year and i think we're overrating how good they were last year i don't i just don't think they're a good team anymore and i think they are severe the only the case for them is they are zigging where everybody else is zagging. They're like, we're going to run the ball and slow the game way down and make it a, a, a slog so you're not going to score a lot of points against us and we're going to control tempo kind of like they did the first Brady run. But I just, I don't think they have the personnel because I think that they've missed really badly on about five drafts in a row and eventually that catches up with you. I, I understand way. that, but they barely have to be over a 500 team. I'm not saying that they're going to win any playoff games. I'm saying that they're going to go nine and eight. And that's what I'm confident in. Not, they're not going to be great. I think they don't have to deal with any of the cam stuff, right? Mac Jones has an entire off season with a bunch of coaches without titles, which I actually find very, very fascinating. And I'm very interested in how it's going to work. And obviously I'm hoping it works for this bet, but here's what I think. Pod bet. You're saying dolphins over. So that's 10. I'm saying Patriots over. So that's nine. Uh Uh-huh. If one of them doesn't happen, stake bet. If they both happen, we don't have to send each other stakes. If one happens, the other person has to send stakes. Oh man, let me. Can I talk this out first? Yes, with you, with and then dolphins. decide. Okay. I, I'm Here's, so interested to hear you talk out dolphins ten wins. And this is interesting because I think coming into this, before I started researching it, I was like, two is the worst. The dolphins are terrible. They're going to be perennially under their win total. And I'm not anti Tua like you are. I'm not saying he's great. I just think that he's a serviceable starter. I bet the Pittsburgh Steelers would love to have him. We don't have to go into the Steelers <laughs> right now. 
I did see like Mitch underthrew George Pickens on like a curl route, but he completed it. And ESPN.com treated it like it was Joe Montana, uh, the catch to Dwight Evans or whatever, or Dwight Clark uh, in the end zone. Um, for the Dolphins, we have a new coach. Okay. Um, what I learned, I think Football Outsiders reported this, that did you know Brian Flores stopped talking to his staff at Thanksgiving of last year? Um, like he just didn't talk to them anymore. He's like, I'm done with silent treatment, not talking to you anymore. He got fired in January. So that's two months of the season where he's like, I'm just not talking to you right now. I feel like anybody who just talks to their staff upgrade. That's good now all of a sudden. Right. And evidently him and Tua frequently were like screaming at at each other on the sidelines. Plus they had co-offensive coordinators and play callers. I feel like just the addition by subtraction of having someone who can call offense that's going to be good. I don't know if Mike Daniel is a good coach. I don't know if he's going to be a good coach. Um, but what I do know was last two years, Miami was last in the league in uh, a, a stack called wide receiver separation. Couldn't get any separation, right? The Niners were seventh and 10th in the league in wide receiver separation. Now, uh, that's coaching, but that's also you got Tyreek Hill, you got Jalen Waddle, you got Cedric Wilson. So you got a whole new position group and a whole new approach to this position group. I think that's going to be enough. I know their offensive line is a little suspect, so that's going to be tough. I think their secondary is going to get a little better. Um, I think their offensive line is going to be a little better because they got Teron uh, Armstead and some other guy, I forget his name. I just think they're going to be a little bit good enough. I think they're going to poach some of those New England wins. Um, and I think, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be decent. I think they're going to be one of the surprise teams. Cause I think Tyreek, I don't know that he's going to be doing this for the next couple years, but at least for this year, he's one of those guys who scares you to death and makes the field bigger and the open space is bigger for Tua. So I think Tua is actually going to have a decent year now that I've looked at it. More a 10 and seven year though. I also think that he's going to have a decent year, but I think a decent I year for AFC the is Dolphins. Not good. Yeah, AFC that's is not true. a good conference. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like I'm going to look up their schedule while we're talking and see um, who all they get to cherry pick. But it's like one of those playoff teams, almost like the Patriots last year, of like, you're in the playoffs. You got no business being here, though. Right. So congratulations. Yeah, a bunch you of know. stuff went their way, quote unquote, you know. Oh, man. I think that I think I'm willing to do that bet. Yes. Because I think I'm going to if be we both wrong, go over, but I'm willing to do it. But if we both go over, so that's where the bet works, in my opinion. Is because if we both go over, nothing happens. It's mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. if one of us wins out. If we both go under, nothing happens. It's right. only if it's right. split. I like that idea. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, where where are we at on the bills? Briefly, I'm on the over, but twelve and five. I don't know, but then if you're going to say the if you're going to say these teams are down and the AFC is not that good, twelve and five should be the Bills' record at least. 12 is a lot of wins, you know, and it's like one bad injury. It's or two one wins more stretch. than your, than your dolphins. I know, but I feel like schedule wise, uh, the difference between tw- 10 wins and 12 wins, I, it doesn't sound like much, but I feel like it is actually a lot. Well, especially when you're you playing a first a place, right. especially when you're playing a first place schedule. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I just, is it bad that part of it for me is, um, there's so much hype on the bills. That I feel like it can't actually be realized, you know, because they the, here's their starting schedule: Chargers, Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs, Packers. Then they hit a little bit of a, a, a an easier flow in the last uh, six or seven weeks of the season, but that that's a little bit of a tough draw up front, you know. And it's just like a, one weird thing happens. I feel like Josh Allen does he regress a little bit? Or does he get even better? I, I'm not sure, 
but I just feel like it can't be as charmed. I, mean, I did read a stat. They had the best, I think second best injury luck in the league last year. That's not going to repeat. You can't get that two years in a row. You know what I mean? So, But they're so talented. I, if they have the fifth best, seventh best, up to 10th best injury luck this season, I think that they're still going to be in- incredible. So uh, in terms of bad boys for life bet, Jets, something we both strongly Jets agree over. on. <sighs> in that, so in that crazy? Am I to understand here? That in subsequent weeks, we are going Vandy over and yes. we're going Jets over. Correct. How stupid are we is my question. Very. But you know what? Jets, 6 and 11. Life. That's you all we need. <laughs> 6 and 11. That's all we need. It's it, This is really, okay, how much, uh, on a scale of 1 to 100%, how much of this this is influenced by what Zach Wilson got up to in the offseason? Zero. Sala. Zero? Yes. Zero. Yes. For real? Yes. Mine's at least 15%. Because Mike White isn't, is Mike White still there? I have no clue. White Mike? You think he is? You no. may look it up. I can look it up. I don't think he is Why there because I know Joe Flacco is still there. So that's a great backup. Do you know who the backup is in uh, Miami? It's not Jacoby Brissett anymore. Um, Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Two Gloves. They're willing oh, to man, take over What the a career. What a weird career. I think I want the Jets to be good. I, and Look, you can make the case. I feel like they had a great draft. I feel like they have a great receiver upgrade over last year. Really, this is, is does Zach Wilson, is he good? That's all. This and can the is. young and can the young guys play well soon enough? Yeah, but I, I really think fundamentally, if Zach Wilson is a bust, they're going to hit the under. If he's good, they'll hit the over. I, feel I don't think he's. I don't think this year is going to prove bust or not. Um, okay, so Jets, bad boys for life. I Are we doing past, this? I'm in. You okay. know, I'm in. I'm in. I don't, I don't care. I've been uh, monastically betting ever since I lost the Suns to get to the finals so i'm ready to go man i don't i don't give a i don't give an f right what now. does monastically um, mean just like not betting i just like i put like one bet in this whole summer and i'm just i'm just chomping at the bit oh then let's do some over unders i know you don't like the futures type stuff but it, it, i i, I like don't. i like the future stuff in football yeah, I watched you guys get to uh, enjoy the end of the season, and I didn't have that, so there's a hole in my heart that I want to fill this year. So Love it. I'm going past. We're doing it with the Jets. But for the <laughs> record, Andre and I are very high on the Bills, and I do think they're going to win at least 12 games. I'm definitely taking the over. I might even go up to 13, 13 and four. Dang. They're going to be the, one of the best teams in the AFC. Somebody's going to be 13 and four. But see, you could just easily talk me into like the Rams, where they hit a skid, and we're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with the Bills? And then they win the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. I just to have a year where you run the table and your guys MVP and you get to the Super Bowl, it just doesn't work like that. You know, so you you guys are Bills over. I'm Bills under. I'm Pats under. I'm Jets over. I'm Dolphins over. And um, and okay. I'm only Dolphins under. I'm over on all the other ones. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's do NFC East over unders. This Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, Eagles, Cowboys are ten. Giants are seven. Commanders are eight. Eagles are nine and a half. What was the bet your life that jumped out? The bet my life for me is the Eagles under. A lot of people Ooh. around the Eagles, and the Eagles are definitely Georgia North at this point. But I just don't. I think it's one more year. I think it's one more year to figure this out. I don't. I don't see the Eagles as a ten win team. Yeah, but that, that's my only that's my only problem. I like a lot of the pieces. I know Andre probably wants us to. I'm even on the Eagles to win the division for the record. Yeah, I but do. I just think that they might win the division at nine and eight. You know, like I just I, I I like the bet of them winning the division over the bet of them having a certain win total. Okay, I think that makes sense. I'm man. When you reminded me that it was ten, that was. Uh, that's tough, you know, because that's a big number. And I don't, 
I don't know that I trust the quarterback that much. But then again, I do. I like Jalen Hurts. I feel like another year in the system is good. I feel like the uh, the problem with this team is they are hamstrung by bad cap situations that they inherited. Everything else, because they're not able to take advantage of Jalen Hurts because of all the dead cap money. So that's why you see something like their position groups. I look there. Uh, quarterback is not good, obviously. But offensive line is second overall. Receivers are 18. Uh, AJ Brown, though. So you've you've got some new blood there. You've got De- Devonte. He's there. I feel like they're a very deep and talented group, and I feel like over the course of the season that helps uh, accumulate some wins. Um, I want to go over um, just because I think I trust the infrastructure there, and I trust the the ability. Of, uh, I, I thought they were a joke last year, but the way they changed up, like okay, we're going to run the ball all the time. Okay, now we're going to throw the ball a little bit. I thought that was a creativity that not all teams have, and I think in this division. You're going to get some. I think the Giants and the Commanders might give off some easy wins. So it's it's a uh, minus one thirty for them to hit the over. So that means Vegas feels pretty confident they'll hit the over. Is that right? Yes, more confident than the under. Definitely, yeah. Minus one thirty versus plus one ten. So here's let me read you. A, they're a little bit of their schedule. Okay, first six weeks: Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jags, Cardinals, Cowboys. That could be a really good. That could be five, four or five wins just right there, you know? And then they go Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears. I don't know. I think they could sneak up and, and gobble up, be one of those teams that's like not for real, but they have the, the win totals. Okay, you know I mean? I've decided. I am moving my bet, my bet my life for the NFC East. I'm moving it off the Eagles. I did put money on them, one unit to win the division uh, mm-hmm. since they're Georgia North for Andre. Um, we are not an Eagles podcast quite yet for the record, not doing that, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm moving it to the commanders, Cowboys, 10 giants, seven commanders, eight. I like all of those for pushes because I don't like the over on any of them, but on the bet, my life, I'm going to do commanders under there's okay, no way there, there's no, they might win eight and then that'll be a push, but there's no way they're winning nine games. I I'm really basing this off. I, I think they had a lot of uh, uh, good talent leave, but I also think for the Colts to light up Carson Wentz on the way out was so strange. And for a organization that is usually so chill, for them to go out of the way to be like, this guy super sucked. The worst. His number one, Carson Wentz's number one supporter on the planet, Frank Reich, was like, yeah, we're done here. And to give him up and having sacrificed a first round pick, I, that felt like an addition by subtraction situation. And I just, I think there's going to be, it's going to be one of those teams that really hits bottom. And I think, like, you can't underestimate all the off uh, off field stuff with Daniel Snyder and the subpoenas and the lawsuits. And I remember the beginning of last season, the stadium just broke in like poop water, just start flowing out. And just, I feel like I can't quantify that in a stat sheet for you, but that has to amount to something eventually. So, which also sucks because I love Ron Rivera. I do too, and I want good things for him, but not not in this team, not now. It, what if I told you Cowboys under made me want to bet my life on that? I don't know, man. That team, they they can win games with with Mike McCarthy there or not there. They're they're such they, a look, they're such a they're freaking, super talented. They're super talented. They're weirdly coached. They play weird. Everything's just weird about them. I'm not touching them from a wins perspective. Here's here's what I don't like. I don't like that they lost um, Amari Cooper. I, I, I don't like that their wide receiver depth is terrible now. Right? They are uh, well. They got uh, CD Lamb. Press, they, they have CD Lamb in the slot. But yes, depth. But uh, you've got Ezekiel. 
Elliott at running back, you have Michael Gallup, uh, and you who got played off the field by Cedric Wilson last year. Yep. And you have James Washington and uh, an offensive line that's in flux and it's getting a little older. And then let me read you their first uh, eight games. Okay. The Bucks, the Bengals, the Giants, the Commanders, the Chargers, the Eagles, the Lions, the Bears. Maybe three wins. Maybe three wins. Can I throw this at you and do an upset special? Max of five. Uh, I think they start 0-5 and and Mac McCarthy's first coach fired. Oh, what's that odds? I will look that up. I don't know, but I feel really good. But I don't think Jerry... I think we talked about this recently. I don't think Jerry fires midseason, does he? I can't remember. I don't know that he does, but if you show up 0-5 and and you've got Kel Moore, who you know... I think that's what I said last week or a couple weeks ago. Like, I, I... I don't see you, you, no, Jer- you made the case for Kellen Moore stepping in. That's part of the reason you don't fire people is like, oh, who's going to coach it? This weirdo. Right. But Kellen Moore, I think I think that's a great I think that's a great call. What was your upset? What's your upset special in the NFC East? I don't know that I have one, unfortunately, because I mean, I guess you could say that it's Eagles to win the division, but I don't like to touch uh-huh. the touch the wins on that on this particular division because it's such such a weird division. And I can see the Giants being better. I don't like Danny Dimes all that much. I don't think he's the worst quarterback in the league, but he's like very Mitch Travitsky adjacent. Um, but I do believe in Dable, so it's just going to be a matter mm-hmm. of what he can get out of the team. So, do we like Giants to win eight games? Not really. I don't, no, I don't love I don't. that. So it's like, what's the upset here? I think it's probably just Eagles to win the division. And my bet my life is commanders under. I like those two. I also like the Giants under just because I feel like their their positional rankings are in the, they're all in the 20s, in the mid to high 20s. Um, I think Daniel Jones might improve a little bit, but I just, I don't think they're going to have a good year. Um, first coach fired odds, Mike McCarthy's plus 450, right behind Matt Rule. So if you want to put some money on that, I think I might do that. Um, so what are we bad boys, bad boys in for life? Is it the uh, commies under? Yes. Because we've already, I think all three of us have bet Philly to win the division. So yes. um, we don't be overcommitted on that. So so commanders under, I might toss a Cowboys under in there just to get, just to feel something. I don't like that. You That's know? nine, man. Nine and eight for the I Cowboys. Really, I think it's going to be a bad year. But someone I else in that division's got to have wins, right? Like it's just such a weird division. This is the most penalized team in the NFL last year. I get it, there but you can't a, have Giants under, Commanders under, Cowboys under, and only Eagles over, although I did three overs in the AFC East. So what am I talking about? Remember, the NFC is uh, a very good conference, right? It's a tough conference to I play in. I think the AFC so. is pretty good, too. I know we were talking about how it's not as good. It's just there's a lot of good teams on both sides. That's true. It's Chargers, Chiefs, uh, Bills, top-heavy, and the NFC has some top. Ravens are no slouch. You, you never really know what they're going to do, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I might pull the punch. I, I just want to feel. I want to do something spicy, and the Cowboys under feel spicy to me. Okay, in, in okay. Now I'm in. I'm in if that's the passion. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not touching okay. the Cowboys win total, but I'm. I'm in if that's the the passion. But you'll support me. I appreciate yes. that. I like that. Um, okay, let's end up here. NFL MVP odds. Um, uh, there is Josh Allen's been the favorite in the clubhouse. Not much has shifted. Um, what if you had to bet your life on something? What would you bet your life on? Josh Allen. It just feels like that year. Injury aside, Bills are going to play. Well, I think, you know, Brady, Rodgers, yeah, I, th- they're going to do what they do typically <laughs> every season. I, I think that it's going to be between Allen, Mahomes, Herbert. I'm not putting Wilson in there because I just don't think that's going to happen. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going between Allen, Mahomes, and, and Herbert. I just don't think – I think Tom and Aaron are going to have good enough seasons to obviously get their team to the playoffs play well but i think that they're going to chill it out this year and try to be as even as they can to get everybody healthy 
like kind of like the Peyton Manning type mindset of Peyton probably could have won the MVP every regular season and, and did many, many times, but other seasons they would just take weeks off towards the end of the season to just get ready and focus on the playoffs. Not that that worked for Peyton, but I think that <laughs> Brady and um, yeah, Brady and Rogers are going to take more of that mindset this year. It just, it just seems like to me, it's going to be a more balanced approach for their teams. I think if I had to bet my life, I would bet my life on it not being Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Right. Yep. Because yep. there's no way he's going to be three time back to back without getting out of like the first round of the playoffs or whatever, getting out of the NFC. Um, I have already put a substantial amount of money on Tom uh, to win plus 800. Um, I feel good about that. I feel like I can see the narrative, you know, because I've, you could have made the case maybe last year um, he could have had it, but he tailed off. I can see them sending him off into the sunset with an MVP. You know, the one I'm really allergic to is the Justin Herbert odds. I just, everyone talks about Justin Herbert and how he's the second coming. I haven't seen it yet, and I don't know what I'm not seeing, um, and I don't know if I'm just dumb or if people are overreacting uh, to Justin Herbert. No, I don't think people are overreacting, and I don't think you're dumb either. I have seen it. I mean, there, there are certain plays that you just don't expect out of a, a rookie or a second-year player, and it's it's kind of like anti-David Carr. Remember when David Carr was in the MVP? Oh, my gosh. I meant Derek. I'm so sorry. Wow. Well, don't apologize to me. Apologize to the car brothers. I was just fascinated that you brought this back to a conversation about the cars when we're talking about NFL MVP. I now want to see where it went. Honestly. I absolutely did not mean David Carr. That was a huge Freudian slip that I. This I, was your version of Cirque de Soleil, and I was just happy to be here to witness it. So good job. I absolutely meant Derek Carr. Do you remember when Derek Carr was, it was like 10 to 12 weeks into the season, and Derek Carr was one or two in the MVP odds. I mean, nobody really thought he was going to win it, but he was up there with Brady and Rogers for the season that he was having. And then it fell apart. I think that was one of Gruden's first years. I could be wrong, but that was like a flash in the pan that, that, that didn't last. Herbert's been very consistent. Herbert's been, you know, he, he makes smart plays. He makes rookie plays at times, or, or, you know, just think that he's very consistent. And then that's why he's in that conversation throughout the whole year. And him at plus 1000, I I kind of like that. I mean, Brady's at plus eight hundred. I get that that's pretty good odds, but plus one thousand for Herbert, that's I'm all right with that. I, th- I think that's well, if you think that reasonable. the Chargers are going to make the leap and they've made some nice free agent uh, acquisitions and the coach got has a year under his belt, and w- when we get to their conference, the positional rankings are absurd. It's like top three in every category. Um, I'm, that that's the case, yep. and, and and I would understand that. But for me, uh, in my house, we will serve the Lord. Joe Burrow. Um, and I think that's my upset special. Just let's sprinkle a little bit on Joe Burrow. He's got offensive line now. Their schedule's not too bad. Um, I like him. I feel like they're going to open it up and let him fling it around a little bit. Uh, I saw... Is also that. my upset special, by the way, because I think that they are not going to go back to the Super Bowl, but I think that he's going to have a heck of a season, make the playoffs, yeah. and then probably yeah. lose in the second round. You know, I was reading the Football Outsiders catalog uh, that I bought. I, I've talked about it a couple of times. Um, and a yeah, you're getting, made was, you're getting a percentage on those sales? What's going on here? No, no free ads. I would love to have an affiliate. Actually, like, I'm trying to think. Let's only do free ads. This, this segment is brought to you by Taco Bell. Okay, I like this. Uh, Taco Bell. Uh, no, this segment is brought to you by one of those gas station combos where it's Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and like uh, Little Caesars. You know what I mean? Like you can have any of those things. Taco Bell, like KFC, A and W. Boom. This <laughs> this segment is. is brought to you by Yum Brands. <laughs> I only free uh, ads from now on. One of the things I read about the Bengals was their offensive line is so bad 
that Zach Taylor, his whole worldview is play action. He's like, that's how I live. And they had to run the lowest amount of play action last year because their offensive line was so bad. So now they have a good offensive line. He's going to actually get to use his whole playbook and Joe Burrow is going to get to use the whole playbook. So I think he's going to have a huge season. Um, I, I need to look at, I want to look at the Broncos um, uh, opening season or uh, opening the first few weeks, because I wonder, I'm a big, I like to invest in guys who are like, F you. I'm going to show you how awesome I was. And I feel like Russ is super motivated to be that guy, but it wouldn't be like, I think he's going to hold this out the whole year. Part of me want, cause he starts with Seattle, which is amazing. Great scheduling choice, Seattle, Houston, San Francisco, Vegas, Indianapolis, uh, chargers, jets, Jags. That's first eight weeks. Okay. So part of my thinking here is putting a big number on like a Russ or someone else who's got a fir- really easy first six, seven weeks. And then intending to cash that out. Okay. When the odds I'm not supporting Russ. Nothing against him personally, just professionally. I'm just not doing that. Yeah, like you've been anti Russ. Like, did something happen? No, he's did just he like he, subtweet you. No, he's just not a winner and he's a weird guy. And that's okay. I'm weird too. And, and that's, that's fine and all, but it's just his whole thing is like team, 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 but it's really just about him all the time. Like it's true. Give me Josh Allen every day, all day, every day. Everybody only has great things to say about him all the time. Russ, no one says anything bad, but no one really says anything great other than kind of a weird guy. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I bet if he wore like a GoPro on a go-kart <laughs> rink, the first thing he would do is talk about how awesome it was. <laughs> he would never just hold that and keep that for himself. You know what I mean? Uh, not a team player. But I, I do like, maybe it's not Russ, maybe it's somebody else. I like us looking for someone who's going to have a pretty good first six, seven weeks. Oh, I'm all in on the Russ cash out, out, if that's the plan. I'll put a unit on that. Yeah. And then and then that goes down to like plus 500 from where it's at right now at plus 1400, something like yeah. that. And then we just cash it out immediate. Like, yeah, this will be our meat let's stock. Do, let's situation. do one of those type of tests this year to see if we can start like figuring out who's just odds are going to go down and we can get cash outs. Oh, I like that. I like that. Because we'll, this we'll is definitely a great time. gambling strategy. So gamble responsibly. Oh, wait, you're doing your sarcastic face. Is it not a good? (laughs) No, it's not a good strategy, but I'm still in to try it. It's like, okay, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Okay, (laughs) so I'm I'm going Tom, bet your life. My son, I'm I'm giving my son uh, a certain amount of money, and I'm like, hey, I want you to bet on MVP odds and who you think, and you could sprinkle a couple or you could bet all in. He's really looking at Lamar Jackson because he likes those plus 2000 odds. I was like, he's great, but he's basically throwing two receivers who are like me and your uncle Jason. So uh, just know that and know that he's probably not going to have a good passing year. And he was like, I do what I want. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know where he puts them. And those are, Is fake, it worth those are fake dollars that we're tracking on a spreadsheet fakely. Yes, of course. Because otherwise we'll lose our Yum Brand sponsorship. Yum Brands. I would never give money and make a bet on his behalf. Okay. I like my A&W root beer too much. You know the problem with A&W root beer? It's always out of the drink uh, kiosk not, or whatever. Not what the sponsors want to hear right now. Not what the sponsors right. want to hear. It is A&W. Oh, you know, get but at okay. Me. Let me understand no, no. That. Spin Zone. It's always out because it's the best and that's what everybody wants. Oh, it's like the, it's, it's compliment. the urgency. Oh, that's right. That's what, that's what I mean, Young Brands. It's because everybody drinks it up so much. They just drink it up so, so much. Do you know why yeah. I thought about fake ads? It's because when Ricky Bobby is doing all those ads and then and then he's like, <laughs> he like tries to say the disclaimer really fast. Young Brands, eat them. <laughs> Come on now. Be careful of cholesterol. All right. Thank you. I just like when they were like, Hi, it's Ricky Bobby, your good friend. Did you know large packs of feral dogs are roaming national urban centers? That's my favorite. That's my favorite one. 
All right, let's end up getting close to the pin. I have chosen. Uh, we, we're in the East here, talking about AFC East, NFC East. For I anybody that didn't listen to- last week, it was um, it was a very sad day for me because the way that it played out, Andre passed me in one week. So it's Knox at five, Jason yep. at two, and Andre at three. So now, and and you allowed that to happen. You gave him a double down option, uh, and he won both times. So. And to be fair, it's okay because I saw Andre in person this weekend and had a couple of drinks with him. So it was lovely That's to right. see him. I was him. really I'm- jealous. You guys sent me a picture that didn't all that didn't at all make me feel jealous. I almost posted it and put like emoji faces over your faces. <laughs> but I feel like that'd be weird to have no picture people, just emoji faces. So but it was a great picture and I hope you guys had a really good time. We did. Yes. Okay. Okay, wonderful. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, really I was no really FOMO excited. at all really for you. Got for it, yeah. I was really, really happy. I was walking to a gas station to find trash bags because our uh, uh, the place we rented didn't have trash bags, which was hilarious. Okay, so uh, for this came close to pin, I wanted someone who's a fixture of the AFC East and the NFC East. So mm. I'm going with Drew Bledsoe. Oh, from nice. Cowboys, Patriots and the Bills. What do you think Drew's cameo number is? $125. Oh, for real? Yes. Okay. Why do you Mine? keep saying that? For every week, you just keep saying oh, for real on every because number I say. That's the number I wrote down 126. Oh my gosh. Come on. Weirdly close. So Drew, that's why be I said reasonable. I need, to, I need a win, Drew. Drew Bledsoe can be had for the low, low price of $299. Oh my gosh. $200. Every time I finally stayed conservative. Uh, I'm falling uh, apart, man. This is a problem. It's. I feel like Andre is still in your head from like last year, not even like last week, but like last year, you know, it's, it's not just, good. It's tough. It's not good. It's tough. Okay. Well, that's it for this episode of the over under achievers for you. Remember, please follow the show on Twitter at OU achievers and on Instagram at over under achievers. Also, if you want to spread the word, you can do so by leaving a five-star rating and review or by sharing the show with a friend. I'm Knox. He's Jason. He's in the Bad, 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 bad,